you are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans? Welcome to episode 269 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's episode, we got some stuff to talk about, my friends. Uh, the A's beat the Red Sox 3-2. to two. We're going to talk about that in the first segment. In the second segment, we're going over James Caprillion's pitch mix. He's getting the start on Wednesday against the Red Sox. That should be a lot of fun. Also, there's a couple of injury news uh, updates on A.J. Puck and Chad Pender and their performance performances with the Las Vegas Aviators on Tuesday night. And then in the third segment, we're going to be going over a little bit more of the A's stadium situation. Uh, I'm going to go over what happens if they do relocate. Uh, where is your A's fandom going to lie? I posed a a, uh, a poll on our Twitter account and I've gotten some, some decent feedback and seeing where people's heads are at. And also what are the places, where, where are the places that the A's could relocate if they do leave Oakland. So uh, I'm going over that. If you wanted more of like what's going on and uh, the feelings as an A's fan in general, I have recorded a very raw episode, which is uh, the one right before this in your podcast feed. So check out that one. It's called Rooted in Oakland? Question uh, mark. But before I get into anything, though, make sure to follow the Locked On MLB podcast and join Walking Baseball Encyclopedia Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call him silly every day on the Locked On MLB podcast for a unique look at the majors both present and past featuring exciting guest interviews routine check-ins from locked on mlb networks team of local experts i've been on that show a few times he is a a walking encyclopedia like they say and he also provides insightful analysis on the day's biggest stories locked on mlb is the single best source for daily baseball talk subscribe today wherever you get your podcast and also make sure to follow this podcast wherever you like uh, hearing podcasts subscribe to the podcast follow it whatever your platform makes you do do that one and also make sure to follow us on social media at locked on a's on twitter and instagram i'm at by jason b on twitter and in the locker room app and if you guys have any questions for us please send those to locked on athletics at gmail.com so let's get into the a's win over the red sox it was a it was a nail biter and uh, on monday's episode i called that place a house of horrors and it almost came to fruition that was not fun whatsoever. The A's won this one 3 to 2. They are now 22 and 15, tied with the Red Sox for the best record in well, the most wins in the American League. The White Sox apparently have a better winning percentage, but uh no. I'm going to go with no on that one. They have two fewer wins. The A's are the best team in baseball right now, obviously. Now, obviously. <laughs> don't 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 look at their uh, their run differential. They're the best team in baseball, period. And let's just start off by talking about Chris fucking Bassett. Yeah, I'm going to swear. I am in an angry mood today. Uh Chris Bassett just went out there and shoved. Oh my god, he looks so nasty. He was, he was, he was filthy. He ended up going seven innings pitched, gave up three hits, two earned runs, and struck at a season high 10. Uh, you don't just do that against the best offense in baseball. So, uh, he, he was feeling it and he was feeling it so much that he started to, he 
felt a blister coming in by the end of it. Uh, so that's not why they pulled him out after seven. He would have gone eight if they had been, if he had been asked. But uh, Bob Melvin was like, no, no, I think we got the bullpen with this one. So, uh, And the only blemishes for Chris Bassett were really like a single that turned into a triple because he threw two consecutive sliders that uh, just sailed. They sailed well into the left-handed batter's box, and Sean Murphy could not corral those, and that allowed Alex Verdugo to go to second and then third. And then uh, it just, you know, J.D. Martinez, professional hitter, he just went opposite field and uh, sack fly. So that's how the uh, Red Sox got out to a one to nothing lead. And then it was uh, all A's for a while until Rafael Devers uh, blooped a home run to the monster. Like at the, as, as far as you need the ball to go, that's as far as he hit it. He didn't hit it like a road deep. It scraped the wall. It, it went like maybe a foot past the wall. And that was ridiculous. Um, and it, because it went over the, the green monster, 353 feet. That is a routine flyout in Oakland. That is bonkers to me. Uh, how is that a home run? That's why the Red Sox have the best offense in baseball. Uh, also, the, the the broadcast said that J.D. Martinez has the most opposite field home runs in baseball this year with five. And I'm like, yeah. Have you seen where they play? It's ridiculous. You could just bloop a home run at either end of this ballpark. Uh, sure, center field sucks, but uh, yeah, that that almost led to a it led to a one run game as opposed to a two run game, and it had. Me definitely on edge with Jake Diekman walking a couple and then needing a couple of outs and uh, oh boy that was that ninth inning not fun because I have seen too many games against the Red Sox go against the A's so you just kind of prepare yourself for those ones but hey maybe this is a, a new era this is going to be fun also James Caprillion is getting the start on Wednesday I'll talk about that in the second segment but uh, Gabrielle Starr who I talked to she's going to send me the audio I'm going to just post that uh, over the weekend as just bonus material for you guys because we talked for like an hour in. Uh, I don't know how to chop that up. So I'm just going to go, here's a half an hour on Saturday. Here's a half an hour on Sunday. And we'll just call it good from there. But uh, she is scared about Shamanaya pitching and he's going to be pitching that Thursday game. So uh, she does not want to get no hit again. And I really want that to happen. That would be so much fun. Uh, Speaking of Gabrielle Starr, we actually made a bet, which you have not heard because uh, the audio does not exist yet. But uh, we made a bet on which player would get more hits in this series. Struggling Elvis Andrews, who is currently on a four-game hitting streak after his hit on Tuesday night. Or Bobby Dahlbeck, who was struggling just as much, but also had a fairly good weekend for the Red Sox against Baltimore, I believe. So uh, who was going to have more hits? That was it. And then uh, the the tiebreaker, if they both got like two hits or whatever, was who got on base more times. And so right now, uh, I believe that I am winning one to nothing. Elvis Andrews came through with an RBI single for me. Uh, That was a luck shot right there because uh, Adam Adevito has so much just movement on his slider. And it was off the end of the bat, but it got it got to the outfield. Elvis Andrews coming through, and I got I gotta say this because in our fantasy league we have you know 16 teams in this fantasy league, and Gabriel's in there. Uh, Javi Reyes of Locked On Padres is also in there, and Javi and myself made a bet when we played each other a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I smoked him. I, I won 10 to nothing in, in that. <laughs> particular week for my first one of the season and that was wonderful and uh so now his profile picture is going to have an ace hat on it and my bet with gabrielle is whoever loses this they have to put the 
the the hat of the team that has beaten them. So the Red Sox or the A's. If uh, if she wins, I have to put a Red Sox uh, hat on my avatar, and vice versa for her. So I'm just gonna start collecting these, just putting A's hats on everybody's avatar, and then at the end of the season, I'm gonna have a collection, and it is going to be grand. I'm 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 doing it for the gram, you guys. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> so uh, the one other thing that caught my eye from this game though was Matt Friggin Olson. He went one for three with a walk. He also had an RBI and a run, and uh, he went first to third, and that is why I want to talk about Matt Olson because Matt Olson not very fleet of foot, but he did make Ricky jealous going first to third on Jed Lowry's single, and that's what actually set up the A's getting that third run ultimately because uh, the way that the rest of the inning played out would not have scored two runs that inning from if Olson had just stopped at second base. So great job by Matt Olson. His speed, I guess, if you want to call it that, got the A's this win, you know, in the end. And he's been doing so much for this team. And so you got to love seeing good things out of Matt Olson. Uh, he had been struggling a little bit, but this is a nice performance. Got on base a couple times, got a run, got an RBI. Got to love that. Uh, maybe he'll, you know, wrap one around Pesky's pole, uh, over the course of this series. I'd really appreciate that. Also, uh, when I was talking to Gabrielle Starr, again, you guys have not heard this, but uh, I did say that I want to see Elvis Andrews turn on a fastball and drive it off of the, the green monster, and but with like a 72 exit velo. It just goes high, and then it just makes a big dent and just a white streak as the ball just falls down the entire wall. Uh, that's what I want to see. And so that's kind of what I'm actually hoping for. Obviously, I want to win the bet with Gabrielle, but I really want to see just a big ball white streak that uh, Elvis Andrews dented in the green monster that will live forever. Uh, and just last thing on this game, you got Mitch Moreland. He had two hard hit balls. Jed Lowry and Matt Olson also had two hard hit balls. And that is what you want to see when somebody might be getting on a hot streak. So uh, that's a very good sign. Elizondra's no hard hit balls today, but he looked okay. Um, he'd been hitting the ball a little bit harder. So uh, I'm very excited. There was so much movement from uh, both Ivaldi and Adam Adovino. Uh Red Sox, they, they got some they're probably using some substance, I would imagine, because that just stuff, that stuff just did not seem legal or, you know, right. That's not how baseballs move, uh, but that's beside the point. It doesn't matter. Uh, anyways, coming up on the show, I'm talking about Chad Pender, James Caprillion, and AJ Puck with the Aviators. So stay locked in with Locked On A's, and I'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Sports Trade, and they take fantasy to the next level. It's a fair and exciting way to cash in on your knowledge of sports, and they just added baseball to their platform, so check it out today. And when you're ready to buy shares, pick that penny stock in a rookie with huge upside. Jared Kalanick is coming up. His demand is through the roof right now, and that is one of the ways that you can collect. But you can also grab a blue chip vet who's always a solid performer. If you think that Albert Pujols is going to get a shot somewhere else with like the Tigers or the Marlins, I don't know, then put put down a penny on Albert Pujols. Put down a punch of pennies on Albert Pujols because you might get a nice return on investment with him. Uh, you can also instantly buy and sell as many shares and as many players as you'd like, just like the stock market. Then watch your players battle and your portfolio value rise. Simply go to sportstrade.com and watch the How It Works video and then sign up and get started. Sign up today at sportstrade.com and discover the fun, exciting, and profitable new world of sports trading. This is truly the evolution of fantasy sports. You'll be amazed. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in the game at sportstrade.com. 
Today's episode is also brought to you guys by the best tasting protein bar in the world that's ever been created, and that is Built Bar, my friends. And when you talk to a Built Bar fan, they are definitely passionate about their favorites. They've got the original nine flavors, but then they also have some seasonal ones that come in every now and then. So you gotta keep hitting refresh. Sign up for their mailing list. You get emails when these flavors are coming, when they're there, and when they're gonna leave. So you gotta jump on the mailing list too. Uh, they, they got their original 12 flavors like coconut, coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, and there's so many more different flavors so that there is something for everybody. Know what my favorite flavor is? It has to be the coconut brownie chunk. I talk about it all the time. It's delicious. The birthday cake one, that's a seasonal one. That one is also delicious. And not only are Built Bars the best tasting, but they're healthy too. I call them a guilty pleasure, but they aren't really. I mean, they're chocolate, so I feel bad, but they're jam-packed with protein. They don't have that many calories. There's only a couple of grams of sugar in each of these things and net carbs no they're great for the keto diet they are delicious so order today and get that raspberry or mint brownie or whatever flavor suits your flavor profile and all you got to do to place your order is go to beltbar.com and use promo code locked 15 and you'll get 15 percent off your first order use promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off at beltbar.com Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe, follow, do whatever you need to do to the podcast to get this in your ears every single day because we are here Monday through Friday for you guys. Get get ready for that, that workday commute. Get this voice in your ears for that workday commute. Uh, I'm dancing and I have no idea why. Uh, you can also follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Locker Room app. If you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. I mentioned it quickly yesterday, but um, I'm also going to be talking to Kyle McCann. He is one of the A's top prospects. He is a catcher. He's also a first baseman. He's a catcher first baseman. I'm talking to him on Wednesday morning, so I'll be probably dropping that as uh, a large portion of the Thursday episode. So uh, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on my talk with Kyle McCann, currently at Midland with Bobby Crosby. Love saying Bobby Crosby's name because uh, it's been a while. But let's get into some guys that are in AAA right now and one that uh, is actually going to be making his first major league start. So let's start with Chad Pender. He is still doing his rehab appearance with the Las Vegas Aviators. And by still, I mean this is his second game. But a uh, quick update on him. He played right field today after playing shortstop in his first game. He went, or he is currently two for three with an RBI, two runs scored, a home run, and a walk at the time of this recording. So uh, by the time that this game's over, I'm assuming that he's gone deep a couple more times, and you know his stat line's a lot better. So Chad Bender, just call him on up. He's he's looking great. <laughs> you gotta say. Uh, also, AJ Puck made his first rehab appearance since since uh, hitting the IL, and he went one inning. Uh, he threw. 20 total pitches. He gave up two hits and struck out three. So uh, yeah, I, I want to see AJ Puck uh, back in that bullpen because I would feel a hell of a lot better with AJ Puck, uh, you know, throwing throwing darts from the left side. I want to see that. There's still no timetable for AJ Puck's return, but it does sound as though Chad Pender should be activated for the Minnesota series this weekend. So uh, only a couple more days and then we get Chad Pender. Uh, he'll probably be replacing Vimy Almachin on the active roster. Uh, they'll probably just put Vimy Almachin onto the, the taxi squad while they're on the road, just in case, just in case. But uh, this should be a nice way to get Elvis Andrews a couple of days off here and there and maybe get that bat going. Let's, he's hitting like 161 now. He's he's turning it on. He's, he's on fire right now. And if he keeps going one for four every day, he will get to 200 in the next month or so. Um, that's not real. I'm just 
BSing. <laughs> Anyways, let's get into James Caprillion. I wanted to go into his pitch mix. Uh, you may be familiar with him if you watched a little bit of the A's games, like very like hawkishly. Uh, last season, he pitched in San Francisco, made his major league debut, and then he also pitched against the uh, the Mariners in one of the seemingly endless double headers that the A's had in September. So uh, he has pitched in two total games. He went like three and two thirds and gave up uh, three runs, I believe. Two of those were on home runs. So uh, that is something that I will get into here in a second, but let's just get into his pitch mix real quick. First off, he has a four-seam fastball that goes, uh, it averages 95 miles an hour, so that's some decent heat. I'll take that. Probably gets up to like 97, 98, but he uses it uh, according to the Baseball Savant page, which is basically those two appearances in the major leagues. That's all that I'm basing this off of. Maybe that's just what he did for those two appearances. Maybe he's been working on some other stuff, but that's what I'm basing this off of, and I'm going to be looking at his pitch mix for uh, today's start against the Red Sox to see uh, if that's actually the kind of a pitcher that he is when he's actually, you know, starting a game. So uh, he, he was thrown 95 and he threw it 63.4% of the time. That is a lot of four seamers. And my assumption with that high of a percentage when he actually has four pitches but he's basically a two-pitch pitcher, is that he cuts that fastball and makes it, you know, go in and away and up and down, <laughs> mostly in and away, uh, just to get it off of the barrel. That's my assumption. Uh, I have... I. Don't remember seeing it, but that is my assumption. We will check that out when he's facing the Red Sox on Wednesday. Uh, the other pitch that he throws most of the time is the slider, and the slider is a filthy, filthy beast. Uh, just the pitch in general is a filthy beast. Uh, his comes in at 86.8 on average, and he throws it 29.4% of the time. And again, this is very small sample size, under four innings of sample size that we're basing all this off of. But uh, this is also the same information that the Red Sox have. They might actually have more more because they are the actual Boston Red Sox and I am uh, noted baseball fan Jason Burke. <laughs> but uh, the other two pitches that he has, he has a 95.1 mile per hour sinker and that one was going 5.6% of the time and then a curveball that was 81.2 uh, uh, miles per hour and 1.4% of the time. And uh, fun fact, in those four innings of work, I, I know that he threw it almost, you know, just over 63% of the time, but the only pitch that he's allowed a hit on so far is that fastball. So that's interesting. If he gives up a, a hit on anything else, cool. That that I'd be, I'd not cool actually, but uh, I'd be intrigued as to like, oh, what, what did it do? That's, that's strange. But a uh, couple of things that will lead to success for James Caprillion, it's going to be a tough game. Uh, okay. I know I said that on Monday, he is a competitor and he was drafted by the Yankees. Maybe that's enough to get his juices flowing and just go out there and dominate the Red Sox. Uh, I don't know. He struggled a little bit in his first uh, AAA outing this season. He gave up eight hits and, you know, uh, I think it was, it was under five uh, innings. I think it was four and two thirds. Um, and so he has to keep him. He has to keep himself out of trouble. So the walk rate has to drop from where it was in that, in that uh, brief stint in 2020. In the minors, I, he hasn't thrown a ton of innings in the minors just because of injuries, but his walk rate in the minors has been 2.1 walks per nine, but in those two appearances in 2020, it was up at 4.9 walks per nine. So we can't do that, especially against this offense. You cannot just give them free passes because they will destroy you. Uh, he also gave up two home runs in those three and two-thirds innings pitched in 2020. You can't give up the long ball. I know that this is a Mickey Mouse park where it's going to happen, but, well, it might not happen, happen, but uh, I mean that it's more likely to happen, and he has to 
try and if, if he does give up a home run or two, you have to make it so that they're solo shots and not three run bombs because those will end your day very quickly if you're James Caprilli. And so it's going to be an interesting start. And I think that those are the keys or don't walk guys, don't give up home runs. It's not, you know, a, a huge secret, but uh, if he can keep himself out of trouble, I think that he might be, he might be okay. We'll see. Uh, the, uh, Usually with guys like this, their first time seeing an opponent and they're usually fairly fresh in the minor, from the minor leagues, you see them have success the first time through the order. So if he's cruising after three and then he gets blown up in the fourth, I mean, that happens. That's just usually how this stuff works. He has some nice pedigree. He's been a top prospect in the past. Injuries have slowed him down, but uh, can he do it? I, I think that he might be able to. I want to see it, but... If he can go five innings and give up like three earned, I think that you will take that if you're Bob Melvin and the A's for an office right now. Uh, let the bullpen do it. Let somebody else step up. Because if if James Caprillion, your seventh, eighth starter at this point, if he does that, then yeah, I think that your major league bullpen should be able to seal that victory uh, just fine. Somebody else is going to have to step up though. And whether that's like Burt Smith for two innings and then that'll get you to the eighth inning and you got to cover two innings from there, uh, maybe that's what happens. Then you go maybe use Meru Petit and then Lou Trevino in the ninth instead. That's probably the most straightforward way to a win, but uh, you know, baseball is not straightforward like that sometimes. So it's going to be an interesting game. I'm very much looking forward to seeing James Caprillion as a starter in the major leagues and see if uh, maybe you can put some pressure on Mike Fires or probably not Jesus Lizardo, but put some pressure on Mike Fires for a rotation spot. Let's see it happen, you guys. I, I want to. I, I want to see that. And the fact that he in the minors has not allowed that many walks should give him a little bit of a head start over somebody like Grant Holmes. Uh, you know, Dalton Jeffries doesn't have a high walk rate, so so if. James Caprillion's getting himself into trouble with walks, then maybe once Dalton Jeffries is healthy, maybe you see him instead. That's that's actually probably what would happen anyway. But uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I want to see him put his stamp on this game and make him a viable rotation candidate for either later in this year when injuries pop up or for next season when, you know, Mike Fires is a free agent again. Hopefully the A's don't have to resign him because James freaking Caprillion's in there, you guys. Uh, but yeah, that's it. That's all that I got for you guys in this segment. Coming up, I'm talking about uh, relocation. It's not going to be, I don't want to talk about relocation, but I'm going to just because you, you got to cover the team with what they give you. And so that's what I'm doing. So stay locked in with locked on A's and I'll be right back. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at betonline.ag. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA. They're going towards the playoffs right now as we speak. It's just under a week away until those playing games start, and I'm very excited about those playing games, my friends. And then the NHL. Do you have a favorite? The Sharks aren't in it. Who are you rooting for? Because NHL playoff hockey, the Stanley like up playoffs are uh, so much fun. So pick a team and just ride them on bet online. They also got you covered for UFC and MMA action. But before you the next pitch, head on over to bet online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get in the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs or skates to the playoffs. <laughs> Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. And that is why everybody loves going to Bet Online because they are your online sportsbook experts. 
Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Locker Room app. If you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So let's get into the sad part of this podcast, and that is if the A's do relocate, where could they go? And before I give you guys just the cities that they could be going to, I do want to go over what Dave Cavill said on the A's pregame when he was talking to Brody Brazil. And he said that basically this announcement effectively takes the Coliseum out as a backup plan. And that's kind of what I think was keeping some of us together, like myself. Uh, I'm like, oh, if they don't get Howard Terminal, then they can just go back and just build something over where the Warriors used to play or whatever. And I was like, all right, well, they'll be in Oakland, so that's cool. And it's not the best area, but it's still there. And, you know, it's fine. Uh, but no, it's apparently Howard Terminal or bust right now uh, because Major League Baseball thinks that uh, the, the Coliseum site is not viable for the growth of the game. And I went into all of that in uh, in the last episode that I also recorded today. But uh, just go listen to that one, too. That one's a lot of me crying into a microphone. Lots and lots of fun. Great radio, I must say. But let's get into some of the potential cities that the A's could be moving to if they do, in fact, leave Oakland. And if you want my take on whether or not this is a bluff, you got to tune into the last episode uh rooted in Oakland question mark. Yeah. Just check it out in your feed. You, you got it covered. Um, but the, I'm, I'm taking most of this from the Odyssey sports app, uh, because they wrote the article and I was like, yeah, that, those are the site, the cities that I was looking for. So, uh, these are what they had. And I do remember these all being in the running and being the, the cities that had been talked about. So, uh, I got it from uh, the Odyssey sports app and all that stuff, but, uh, this is where we're going at the top of the list, Las Vegas, obviously, uh, because major league baseball likes money moving to Vegas brings betting money and then they can just do whatever. They don't care about the A's fan base whatsoever. They just want, Oh yeah, we're going to grow the game by moving to where betting is fine. And it happens all of the time. And sure. The, Betters would love the A's because whatever, it doesn't matter. So Las Vegas, that's one. They could go join the Raiders like, you know, their brothers or something like that. It doesn't work like that. It's not like they're owned by the same person or anything like that. It's, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, they played in the same city. Were they buddies? Did they hang out? Was there like a ton of crossover? No. I mean, Marshawn Lynch kind of liked it, but he's from Oakland and... Anyways, it doesn't matter. Let's move on. And the next one on the list is Montreal, Canada. You know, Montreal, like uh, way over there. And that is very far away. I think it's the furthest away that they could potentially go. And the reason that this one would make sense from my standpoint would be it could also lead to a solution in Tampa. Because right now, I, I mean, if you listen to Ulysses Sambrano on uh, I talk about the race stadium situation just a couple weeks ago, he was like, yeah, I think that they're still trying to do that split situation thing where uh, they, they go up and play in Montreal for like half the season. And that doesn't make any sense. I don't. So if you put the A's in Montreal, then Tampa is kind of fixed because <laughs> they can't go to Montreal too. Uh, another one on the list is Nashville. And that one's been gaining a little bit of steam of late because Dave Dombrowski, this is before he was the Phillies GM, but Dave Dombrowski uh, was part of a group that was trying to bring a major league team to Nashville, whether they wanted their own expansion team or a relocated team like the A's, who actually had their AAA affiliate in Nashville for a couple of years until they moved over to Las Vegas. Uh, I mean, maybe. Maybe there's some roots there that that could make sense for the ownership group, uh, you know, John Fisher right now, but I don't think that Nashville's 
great for the A's, personally. Um, and then you got Monterey, Mexico, and I'm intrigued by this one. I may have watched one, part of one game that uh, Major League Baseball played in in Monterey, and it looked kind of cool. Uh, apparently, it's closer to you know Texas. It's like in the Texas area of Mexico, but you know, hey, make it make it a, a, another bring another country into the mix. There's never been a team Mexico. I don't believe uh, there may have been. I, I don't think there has been, but listen to the lockdown MLB podcast. Sully definitely knows if there has or has not been. Um, but, and then the last one on the list is Portland. And I am not a fan of Portland because they have tra- been trying to steal the A's from Oakland for years now. And I do not abide by that. Do not go to Oakland. I will be done done with the A's. Um, I think I'm joking. I'm not positive anymore. It's been a, it's been a long, complicated, emotionally day. So, uh, yeah, but I, I did pose this question to our followers over on Twitter and that is what happens to your A's fandom if the A's leave? And I have four options here. Uh, the first one is green and gold forever. So whatever happens, you're an A's fan. Doesn't matter. Uh, the second one was depends on where they go. Uh, the third one was if they leave, then I'm done. And then the fourth one was I'm already done. And uh, yeah, people are exhausted by all this stuff. It has been 20 years they've been trying to do this. Buster only said that Major League Baseball brought in that blue ribbon committee 15 years ago, and they were already very deep into this process by that point. So uh, that ribbon is gray and it's it's not hanging around, you guys. It's probably just some string at this point. So uh, so. So far, this this poll, it's only been up for like an hour or so, has 91 votes. And the overwhelming uh, winner right now is Green and Gold Forever with 51% of the vote coming in second place right now is They Leave, I'm Done, which means if the A's leave, then they're finding another team or they're just done with baseball. I didn't actually specify, so uh, that's not great. Uh, and then the third one is Depends on Where. Uh, for me, Portland is probably the one where I'm like, no. Montreal, I mean, they're across the way and they'd be playing at four o'clock. So that's just weird for, you know, West coast time, but I might be able to get on board with Montreal. They seem cool. I like Canadians. Um, yeah, so it, it's, it's strange. I'm, I'm trying not to think that way. I still think that the A's will be in Oakland long-term, uh, listen to the last podcast. I, I went into all that stuff, but, uh, yeah, it, it's just a weird, weird time to be an A's fan right now. And a couple of people actually, uh, commented on this and were, gave me a different point of view. And I thought that it was interesting. And they said, if they leave Oakland and keep the branding, like the A's name, then I'm on board. But if they change it, you know, like the, uh, the Expos change to the Nationals, if they do that, then I'm out. So that was a, another layer that I had not actually considered. And I think that it's a big part. You got to keep the color scheme, I think, because that's that's the A's right there. You're, you're getting the franchise. You got to keep the, the parts of the franchise that work. And uh, <laughs> green and gold, uh, that shit works. I already swore, so there's another one for you guys. But uh, that is all that I got for you guys today. But if you want to hear me talk more about the A's stadium situation, guess what, my friends? I was on the Locked On Today podcast, so you can hear me talk to my best friend now, Peter Bukowski, who I have been saying I'm coming for, I'm getting on his show, and then all it took was the A's breaking my damn heart. And uh, they were like, hey, you want to you wanna go talk about the A's maybe leaving Oakland? And I was like, sure, I guess. So I am on the Locked On Today podcast. And the question of the day is, 
when and where will the A's move? And I answered that son of a bitch. <laughs> so if you want some more sports news in less time, then you got to subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. And so with that, that is it for me today, you guys, A's fans. So uh, yeah, until next time when I'm talking to Kyle McCann, I believe. So uh, tune in for that tomorrow. Uh, so until next time, stay indoors and celebrate good times, Oakland. Keep wearing those masks and I will talk at you tomorrow. Tomorrow.